Welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Where are you today, Mark? Uh, I'm in Darwin in a caravan park. As you can hear, there's a bit of noise in the background in the pool area. Uh, so there's a few waterfalls that you can hear. Um, nice and hot. Oh, lovely. Lovely warm up here. We've, at home we've been having snow and up here it's, you know, 30 degrees. So, yeah, wearing shorts and... Yeah, don't really look like a horse horse person at the moment. Um, Just to bring you back to the horse world then, Catherine has got some questions from our members. The first one's from Catherine. She says um, she would like to have her horse Romeo walk around in a circle with a slight bend and step over a sloping trot pole reaching with his inside front leg for physio exercises. He's a really good straight and long range he's really good at straight and long reining now how do i get him to bend to the circle at the moment he just goes to his tricks do you have any suggestions or can you point to a specific video on the membership okay well basically any 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 of the on on the membership there's lots of uh, the leading and circling exercises where i'm teaching horses to walk by and then take a circle but um something i say to people is um I, I, it, people sometimes think I'm not a big fan of circles because I say don't go and do a you know thousand circles. Um, oh, I'm okay with circles. It's just that circles aren't going to get a horse to do a nice soft bend to the inside. What's going to um, get a horse to do a nice soft bend to the inside is a horse following the feel of the inside rein softly and you know cornering and then holding that that corner I guess until it turns into a circle. Um, so. You know, I like to put a bit of foundation in there and instead of just sort of putting a horse on a circle and saying, keep looking to the inside, keep looking to the inside. And I think that's what happens is a lot of times we sort of tend to just get the horse and put it on a circle and say, look to the inside, look to the inside. Um, and then the horse gets sort of uh, disinterested or dull and tends to sort of look to the outside and, you know, fall, in, uh, fall into the circle. So. Uh, what, what, what I'd be looking for to get the horse to, to, to take a nice soft bend is, is when the horse goes past, allow it to do a straight line and then teach it to do a corner. So basically a corner is just the horse turns to the in, inside, does a new straight line. It could be a 90 degree turn or something like that. Sometimes for some horses that need a little bit more understanding to pick up that, that inside feel on, that, on, on your lead rope means um, turn then maybe you do a tighter turn tighter than 90 degrees and maybe the horse goes out and turns back and comes towards you um, so it'll kind of look like you're sending your horse out and bringing it back and sending it past and bringing it back and it, and it would look like a, a flower with a very tight petal and then slowly those petals become more rounded so the horse goes out and comes back um, until you sort of you know maybe doing a shape like a, a nice rounded real round pedal the horse comes back to you and then you ask them by again and they go out and around and come back and when they can follow the feel of that inside rein and take a I guess a bigger rounded turn and, and look and think to the inside then you can just sort of send them out and just do a circle all the way around you so that becomes just a big round leaf around you so uh, that, that's the way I'd probably tend to get a horse to accurately follow the inside rein. I know in some schools of training people just get the horse's focus 
to, to, to distract them to look to the inside and look to the inside and interrupt the horse's outside forward by, by getting its focus and, it, and it, it tends to look at something in the middle whether it be a flag or a, or a person. The only catch with that, it's kind of like a liberty thing where the horse is just looking in to, to the inside um, and that can still work in a sense if you were at liberty but as long as the horse is not looking in at you um, it has to be kind of just traveling bent to the I guess the angle of the direction it's going so it's thinking on the path that it's going to be on not over bending just um, you know looking in going oh hello how are you going because uh, that, that that would be you know just a, a, out of balance uh, if, if the requirement uh, for some physio work is to have a horse over bend um, and, and bend and walk through and step forward and underneath with their inside shoulder then you can encourage that by getting the horse to bend a little softer and over bend and then uh, you walk a little straight line and encourage the horse's body to walk a straight line with a softer bend to the inside so the horse travels forward with its shoulders but bent to the inside. Um, but if that's a physio lesson that you have to do with your horse, then um, be mindful that you don't overdo it till you get your horse kind of rubber necked and it just sort of bends and just blows out through the shoulders. And uh, what I mean, what's going to cause it to be rubber necked is when the horse actually starts to learn to bend to the inside, but it still thinks to the outside and wants to leave, and then it just walks out through the shoulders. So, yeah, you can encourage more of a deeper bend. But firstly, I'd get accuracy with that inside rein, with that flower pattern until it turns into a circle. And basically, whenever you pick up a little more feel, the horse will bend a little more and travel into that turn. If you want to push the shoulders out a little bit, then you'll take a bend and you'll step forward and you'll block the shoulders from coming in and you'll um, use your direction in your body to direct the shoulders out a little bit. And that'll, that'll help create that that shape and bend if, if that's what you need. But yeah, um, yeah circles are okay when, when the horse is accurate, but, but if you don't give the horse the foundation and do circles, that's when people have problems. But yeah, thanks very much for the question. Okay, next question is from Jakara. She um, has a horse that um, has got a bit of a panic up. When she didn't do her saddle up quite tight, tight enough, she half mounted, the saddle slipped, a fair bit and um and she could see that her horse started to get a bit worried so she just decided to slide off the side of him but the minute her feet hit the ground he went into a full bronc and butt like crazy in the round yard for 30 seconds and then came back to calm she fixed up his saddle she jumped on him again and he was fine and back to his normal self so from what she could see the slipping of the saddle made him really worried and then her sliding off and thumping the ground next to him made his cup overflow she also said that in the last clinic that she attended of yours, he did double spook due to the saddle slipping on the side. And she does know that with saddling, he does like to step back a lot when she's about to saddle him. She doesn't go slow because she knows that he, the anticipation could be worse. And once he's saddled, he is fine. So she's asking, what can she do to help him? Um, on a plus note though, walking side by side with Sunny is coming along really nicely. And she hasn't been getting the snake head at all and says thank you for the tips on that. Oh, good, you can. I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to help you on those previous areas. And also congratulations too because um, I just read a little post of yours. Um, and also sorry for everybody else who's written some posts. We've been out of service a lot in Western Australia. We sort of, towns are a long way apart and service is a long way apart. 
So, um, but, but yeah, Jakara, I, I read the little post about your horse getting caught in the barbed wire fence and with its holder and, um, and yielding softly uh, to, to the field opposed to what he would normally do and pull back and, and then hurt himself. So, so, so good on you because that's, that's really good that you've set him up to be a lot safer in a human environment and, and, and cope with things. So, um, but in, in, in regarding your, your question, that, that is actually a fairly common thing with horses. The, the problem of horses uh, kind of semi-freezing and then blowing, um, or fully freezing and then blowing, and that's the, the you, heard, you, you know, everyone's heard the, uh, the flight, fight, freeze. Well, freeze is the one you don't want. Flight is the one, flight is what you want in your horse's flight. Could be a horse just gently moving away because it's a little nervous flight. Doesn't have to be a horse just bolting down the paddock. So freeze and freeze is, is usually a pathway to um, big flight or big fight. Um, and I try and get people to understand that so they can always see freeze in a horse and address it. So a lot of the training what I'm trying to do with horses is take away the freeze. So when I'm teaching young horses, I'm, I'm trying to keep them moving all the time um, in the sense of, you know, when I'm teaching young horses to take a saddle blanket or take a, a, a saddle pad um, and a saddle, I'll actually have them moving softly while I'm exposing them to those things and belly ropes and things like that. So then when they move their feet, they know they can move their feet and not be nervous with that with that feeling. So what I would suggest is if you've if you've really sort of started to come along with the walking beside, that's the sort of the walking beside you feeling good, as in your horse feeling good about walking beside you, is is the the sort of the the springboard, the foundation that springs you to the things that can help him understand the saddle. So if he was walking beside you going, oh, I'm really nervous and I don't really like it here, then you don't have that, that tool there to help him with the saddling. So because you're walking beside is improving till he's soft and feeling good about it, now you can fix the saddling. Um, so, you know, though you're riding him, you're kind of, you're kind of starting him again and, and fixing all the bits that got missed. So what I would say is, is you could put a belly rope on him again, things like that, put a, put a rope around his belly, um, tighten it and teach him to lead with the belly rope till he's soft with that. Um, and then move that belly rope around and, and rub him, and things like that, handle him while you're walking beside him, all that sort of stuff. And, and if he's a little nervous, what'll happen, he might speed up a little, you let him go out a bit and then you bring him back and soften with him and rub him again. And, and he'll start to find that he can walk beside you and while you're moving and handling him like that. And, and you just, you know, get, get over him a bit. And then the next thing you'd be sort of looking at, if you, can, if you don't have one yourself, find one, borrow one, at an old, you know, op shop, charity shop, whatever. That, yeah, there's probably someone out there that's got an old light saddle that's sort of, that they're not using anymore, that's, you know, whether it's an old synthetic saddle or something like that, that you can just pick up with one hand. Something I'd do then is I'd just pick up that, that light saddle with one hand and I'd saddle the horse while he's walking softly beside you, saddle him, rub that saddle over him, um, stop him, back him up while you're rubbing the saddle, walk him forward, stop him. All that sort of thing's gonna really help him with the movement and understanding that he can move softly with you, close around him, and, and have those things moving on him. Um, and basically, you're looking for freeze. So what'll happen is when you start moving the saddle, what's common with a horse that goes to freeze and then sort of they blow up, 
is you'll start moving something and that'll trigger that scary sort of, oh, what's that? And they'll kind of stop first. And that's when you ask him to come through again and say, no, keep walking, mate. And you say, every time he freezes, you just lead him through and say, keep walking, keep rubbing him with a, with a saddle. And, um, and, and then you might, might get a bit creative and just put a, don't tie it to your stirrup in case something goes wrong, but just put a rope through your stirrup and, and just join it in your hand. And then you can just do the same thing and pull the stirrups out you know, at a distance from him while he's walking and things like that. And, and just expose him to all that, you know, things happening on his back whilst he's moving. And then get it to a stage that you can stop him, stand him, move him, back him. And basically he's got the same soft expression. He doesn't change expression. He doesn't get sort of, uh, he doesn't get that opposing magnetic, magnetic feeling of him sort of blowing away a little when you do stuff with him. It just feels like he's calm and consistent in that flow, flowing in, flowing beside you, around you, whilst you're handling him, and that that'll um, probably make a big, a big, big difference. You know, so it's you see it all the time. Is saddle the horse, horse is frozen, and then girth it up and make it move, and then it kind of bucks around. Or get on the horse while it's standing there, looking kind of like it's quiet, but it's not. It's just frozen, and then ask it to take a step, and then it panics. Um, and that's why everything should be done or trained at movement, in movement. And then you say, now we can stand because you know by the time the horse has moved with something, standing's easy peasy. Thanks, Tishkara, and good luck. So. Okay, the next question is from Anne. She would like to know, how would you address a four-year-old horse that plants when he doesn't want to go where you're asking? She does say this is not a lack of understanding. He does lead perfectly fine when he's going somewhere he doesn't mind going. And she doesn't have too much trouble moving him when he does do this. But she does wonder whether how difficult it might be in a stressful situation and she doesn't want to find out. She also wants to note that um, she doesn't want to ruin um, his quirky self. He doesn't get nasty. It's more, you know, she's, he is communicating with her really well. And um, he just sort of says, yeah, nah, kind of thing. After a year together, he's gone from defensive to now very much seeking her out if he's worried. And he's quite a buddy. He's also very good at telling her when she's, he's not happy about something, a little bit like a dog. So she doesn't want to wreck that relationship. He's, he is not like any other horse that she's had before. But she's wondering if she should be firmer or just allow more time to consolidate the training. Um... Yeah, it happens, uh, happening a lot, um, I guess, over the years of doing clinics and teaching people to open up, shut down horses, um, people come back with, or you know, or like yourself, you've got a defensive horse, but you know, you've got defensive horses, shut down horses. Um, when you open them up, then, then you've got the expressive horse, and sometimes that can cause its own complications because the horse is saying, like you said, yeah, nah, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, or oh, I'm a bit scared over there. And now, the thing is, is, is when when you're taking your horse somewhere that's scary, this is what you've got to have in mind: is I'm leading you through a scary place, so you can follow my leadership. So your leadership has to be very good quality for the horse to want to follow it. If he's just kind of going, yeah, nah, um, then he's going, well, I don't want to go over there, and um, but. There's a point that there's got to be enough understanding 
uh, a certain amount of discipline. Understanding is, is like I guess discipline is, is a horse understanding what you're asking and being okay about it and okay not to question it. Um, and you don't have to discipline, you know, I mean, sorry, you don't have to educate your horse to get that type of discipline um, where it's scared. You can educate it where it's not scared. So part of the um, process of doing that is, is getting the horse to really understand when you say, I'd like you to do this, um, can you do it now? The horse goes, okay, I can do it now. Um, so that might be, uh, I'm leading and I'm going to, firm up a little on that lead rope um, and I'm going to firm up a little more and that horse will go yep I'm okay with that I can come through with that there's no brace no no sort of oh, oh, oh I'm going to question that so we're setting up horses to search in training but then what we're ultimately doing is we're setting them up to um, not question training so we're setting them up to search and think and find boundaries but then when we start to sort of narrow the pathway into that accurate pathway of training that we want them to do, um, they don't question it. So the questions are when they're sort of searching and learning and we set them up to, to go through that door, open door or something like that. But then there's a point when it, when it gets to the stage that when we say, you know, come along or do this or do that, the horse goes, no, I understand that enough not to question it. So, so I, I, in your comfortable or in his and your comfortable training environment you want to sort of set it up that he doesn't question say the leading the legs when you want to move forward all those things uh, are, are clear and, and understandable um, and then when you take him to sort of an area where he goes oh yeah I'm not so sure about that over there then he won't freeze because he knows the power of the the, 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 the discipline and the understanding behind the leading and all that um, is there that he won't freeze but then you can say okay I can see you're kind of suspicious about that but maybe I'm gonna lead you off to the side a little so you don't give an opportunity just to stand there and freeze and, and, and you, you might just start to feel a bit of a, a reluctance and then you might just say well why don't we lead across here and you take him across and then maybe go sideways a little and just keep the life in the lead and, and yourself so he's still got to think and then, and then, and then he might go left and right a little, and then he might look out there and go, oh, oh, well, I'm not so scared of that anymore. Then you say, well, come through and follow my leadership, okay? And the other thing that you're doing by, by being a strong leader is he gets to the stage that when he follows you somewhere, he says, well, I'm really nervous here. I'm happy that you're with me, and, and I'll go through this knowing that you're leading me through, like just like a like a herd situation. Where, where a horse chooses to say, oh, I want, I think we should go over there, and everyone, all, everyone else in the herd says, I think that's a good idea, let's follow that idea. They might go through some scary areas, but because they've chosen to follow the leader, they put the confidence in the leader. Uh, I guess they put their confidence in the leader. So the leader goes, yes, I'm going. And they go, well, I'm gonna go with you. We're just gonna look out for big danger, but we're gonna push ourselves through this uncomfortable experience as a herd and that's kind of what you're doing with you you're you and you and your horse are a herd and sometimes horses are with their people still thinking they're on their own so they're more reluctant in a lot of situations they're not following the feel of a herd they're just thinking they got to take on all the responsibility themselves so so when you do you know you're leading lessons and, and you get to a stage that your horse is um, putting his confidence in you you find that he'll go well you say it's safe, I'll go with you on that. 
and 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 then you've got also got that um, that training and that foundation in there that he, he he's not questioning any of that. So you, you, you get him so he doesn't question training, and then and then doesn't question leadership, and then he'll lead through more scary spaces without that resistance. So I'd say I'd be working a little bit more on freeing him up and getting him more responsive and starting to up the ante a little bit. What I mean by that is, yeah, we all go to the training mode, oh yes, right, my horse is searching and reward, tick, tick, tick. But then we don't put it to the test. We stay in training mode for years, training our horses in this nice way, thinking. And, but, but if it was our children, we'd have to put it to the test. We'd have to put them to the test and say, is this going to set them up for life later on? Um, and that's why, why at school they have tests and exams is to say, well, you know, you've done all this work. Has it, has it sunk in? Has it sunk in that you can find that on your own in a, in a short amount of time? So that's why an exam is not, you know, let's take all day to do the exam. The exam is, might be half an hour, an hour. So, so that's what we've got to think in our training. There's a point where we've got the horse interested in understanding things. And then we say, we put it to the test and say, now you don't have time to search. I'm asking now, can you find it? And the horse goes, yep, I can find that. And I think if you work on a bit more on that in, in, the, in the sort of area where you guys are comfortable and then take that training out to where he's, he's not so sure and he won't have the ENR so much because he'll know that you've, you've handed over more responsibility to him. So, so yeah, and, and a big thing I'm saying a lot at clinics uh, is, is, you know, we, we, we've got to get to a stage where we're handing over the responsibility to our horses, not always saying, oh, can you do this? Or, um, and that's where we've trained our horse and we know we've done a good job, so that we've handed it to the horse and say, well, you know, I pick up that rope, I know you're going to come. So if you start to think like that more in your training, then you'll find that you won't have so many of those reluctant sort of spots. Um, and. You know, it's not like you're going to shut him down by expecting a little more because you've set him up for that. If you just sort of dominate them early on, well, yeah, you can shut them down. But um, there's a point where, where they've got the understanding to step up and, and be okay about it. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for your questions, everybody. That was. Um, we'll see you again in a, in a fortnight. If anyone's got any questions, remember, just pop them through if you're a member. If you're not a member and you want to join Mark, just hop on to his website, which is equineability.com.au, and you can have a look at his over 340 training videos for $15 a month. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.